When you stop and think about all that's going on today in the good old USA, you might think that there are only two sides to every story. With over 330 million citizens, there are actually many more sides to our American story. On this program, I provide you with a different point of view. Mine. This is The Truth Hurts, a program where I exercise my First Amendment right to free speech by providing you with information. Hopefully, you will absorb this knowledge, stop, and actually think about the issues, the facts, and the general state of our American story. I'm Steve Z, and this is the Truth Hurts Program. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Sunday, and that means I should not be here, but here I am. It's Steve Z, the Truth Hurts program for your Sunday, September 20th, 2020. I'm driving my late son's pickup truck today, since it hasn't been run in over a month since he passed, and just decided I'd pick up the old Truth Hurts microphone and speak about some things. Yet another tropical system is in the Gulf of Mexico, Tropical Storm Beta, leaving many to wonder why they didn't start with Alpha. Alpha was never retired. The last time the Greek alphabet was used for naming of tropical systems. So it begs the question, who in the hell did Alpha offend? Since our cancel culture wants us to simply do away with things that might be considered offensive to some. Alpha did nothing to anyone. From what I understand, Alpha and Omega are great friends. Alpha and Beta mean alphabet, so I can't understand what Alpha could possibly have done to offend the National Weather Service and the National Hurricane Center enough to omit Alpha from this year's names of tropical systems. Tropical Storm Beta is in the Gulf of Mexico, about 250 miles south of New Orleans, and is just churning away, gaining strength. And many of the forecast models, after straining their large group of spaghetti models, has come up with a general consensus, sort of. They're fairly certain that the storm will make its way westward into Texas, somewhere near Galveston, as if they need another storm. And then it will move inland slightly and then meander back to the north and northeast, crossing areas of southwest Louisiana that were just devastated by Hurricane Laura a few weeks ago. Speaking of Hurricane Laura and southwest Louisiana, since Louisiana is not considered a battleground state, and Florida is, all of the media attention surrounding hurricane recovery is currently focused on Pensacola Bay, Fort Walton Beach, and those areas, leaving poor old southwest Louisiana, Lake Charles, Lafayette, and that area all but forgotten about in the media. And if there's no media pushing for sympathy, there is no donation headed to assist the folks in southwest Louisiana. You can still do your part. Contact the SalvationArmy.org or Samaritan's Purse or any of the other charitable organizations and 
let them know you'd like to help the people of Southwest Louisiana. As I said on the program yesterday, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away. And with all of the media clamoring for attention, trying to blame the Republicans for wanting to ramrod another pick through under Trump's watch, I have a couple of quick thoughts for you. First, it doesn't matter because when Trump wins in November, he'll still get his pick. And if by some chance Biden wins, then Harris will get her pick. Lord help us all. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is calling for an addition of many more justices to the Supreme Court, and she wants to pack it full of Democrats. She said that in a press conference, or at a town hall meeting, excuse me, yesterday. Nine justices. That's all we get. There's this little document out there that you might want to research, AOC, between your hay and horse feed. It's called the Constitution. Look up the founding documents of our nation. Look up how things are done here in this country. Anyway, Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself said in 2016 that the sitting president should have full authority to make the selection of whom he or she wishes to fill a Supreme Court vacancy. In her own words, a president serves for four years, not three. As far as the calendar is concerned, Donald Trump has not finished serving his fourth year of his first term. So it is well within his right, his authority, and his power to make a selection, submit that selection to the Senate, and have the Senate vote for the replacement to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You may not have agreed with everything she had to say, but she certainly was correct when she said the president is the president for all four years of their term, not just the first three. This is the Truth Hurts program. We'll be right back. part of waking up is listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is not a cup of coffee. So as I said at the beginning of the program, I am driving my son's Toyota pickup truck. Uh, it hasn't been driven since his funeral. And it's windy as hell out here today, but the little truck seems to be holding its own. I took the opportunity today to go into his place and start boxing things up, separating things that the family wishes to keep, away from things that the family wishes to donate, away from things the family wishes to discard, and from things that the family will likely sell because they do have some value. It's a very sad thing. I found my son's first haircut certificate with two locks of his hair from his very first haircut 30 years ago. 
And of course, it brought tears to my eyes. I found his VHS tapes of his favorite movies from his very, very early childhood, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. And I found his high school diploma, the tassel from his cap. And I found very many other pieces of memorabilia. For those of you who have ever lost a relative, and I know most of you have at some point or another, it's very difficult to let those things go. It's very difficult to look at them without welling up with tears and asking yourself and asking God above why, why at such a young age did you take this one from us? But everything God does is for a reason, and I firmly believe that. And knowing what I do know and being told what I've been told by scholars, by clerics, by very learned people, by older folks who have been through it themselves. It does get better. Time does heal all wounds to a certain degree. And that God's purpose for us on this planet is always temporary. Which leads me to one of my favorite sayings. God takes the good ones early because the rest of us have not figured out what it is we need to do to get to him. I know that John is in heaven with my good friend Stan, his uncle Brian, his grandfather, his grandmother, and several of his friends who passed way too young. This is the Truth Hurts program. Do you ever notice when a Democrat screws up and says something extremely stupid, like pretty much anything Joe Biden ever says, and then they're called out on it? They're allowed to simply walk it back, apologize, or not even apologize, but just say they were mistaken or taken out of context. And that washes it away, just cleans the slate, and they're allowed to move on with their lives. But when a Republican says something, and decides to change their mind years or decades later, it is held against them. And the old saying is brought forward by the media over and over and over again. Much is the same situation with the recent passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg from the U.S. Supreme Court. Back in 2016, I believe... Um, we lost a justice prior to the inauguration of Donald Trump, and Representative Lindsey Graham of Congress said, because Obama is a lame duck president, he should do the right thing and hold off from nominating a replacement for that dead justice. And the Democrats went crazy saying, no, no, no. The president is the president until the end of his term, and therefore Obama should be allowed to nominate who he wants, and it should be pushed through the Senate. And now that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is passed, the same Congress people are saying, no, 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 Donald Trump should not recommend, nominate, appoint, whatever, a replacement for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And they're using Lindsey Graham's old statements against him. 
What the Democrats fail to understand, realize, appreciate, and accept is there is a vast difference between a lame duck president in Barack Hussein Obama during his last few months in office and a sitting president who is running for re-election. Big difference. Huge difference. Yet the Democrats will ignore the fact that Ms. Ginsburg herself said a president serves for four years, not three, and therefore a president should be able to make that selection. That was back when Obama was president. She's dead now, so we could not get a quote from her as to if she's changed her mind or not, but I'm sure she will still have voted for Biden in the upcoming election. I'm sure that envelope is postmarked and already sent. However, the Democrats are saying that Lindsey Graham lied four years ago. And the fact of the matter is, Lindsey Graham changed his opinion. Just like Joe Biden changes his opinion as the wind blows. One week, Joe Biden says, Oh, no, 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 I'm fully in favor of the Second Amendment. We're not going to come and get your guns. And then the very next day, he goes in front of a camera and tells people, I'm coming for your guns. I'm going to take them away from you. Joe Biden, in one sentence, says, I'm going to end fracking. And then the very next day, he goes out in public and says, I didn't say that. Well, we got you on tape. No, 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 no. What I meant was... Uh, we're going to have to scale back. We're going to, uh, 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 this, that, and the other. Then he looks a little girl in the eye and says, look me in the eye. Look me in the eye, little girl. I know what was on his mind, sniffing hair and groping the little girl. But he said, look me in the eye, little girl. We're going to end all fossil fuels, which does, by the way, include fracking, offshore drilling, onshore drilling, natural gas, propane. All of those, he wants to end it. Yet he'll look at the camera the next day and say, oh, I didn't say that, uh, I'm not gonna end fracking. But they don't hold that against Joe Biden as they're trying to hold it against Lindsey Graham. They won't hold that against Ruth Bader Ginsburg because, well, she's quite dead now and she can't defend herself. The double standard is, as always, alive and well here in the good old U.S. of A. And very few people have the balls, the stones, the cojones, to go on to social media or broadcast media and tell the truth. Even though sometimes, as we say right here, the truth hurts. Again, I do apologize for the background noise. This uh, program is being produced today from the front seat of Jonathan's old Toyota pickup truck. And it's not the quietest cab you've ever ridden in, but it really is a cool little truck. We'll be right back. those thoughts that are eating away at your brains? Steve Z is letting them out. Refreshing, isn't it? This is the Truth Hurts program. In the past four years, 
less than two dozen black criminals have been shot and killed by police raising riots, anarchy, assaults, mob rule, marches, destructive behavior and property damage, assault and battery, and yes, even murder of white cops by black thugs. Less than two dozen deaths of people who resisted arrest, who attacked police, who ambushed police, who resisted, who fought, who spit in the face of police, real classless thug animals, and the entire nation is on fire. The entire nation is burning because Democrat city leaders, Democrat mayors, governors of Democrat-run states, Democrat congresspeople, Democrat actors, athletes, dancers, singers, and other entertainers have all read page 666 of the Socialist Anarchy Playbook and decided the best way to tear down a nation, which, by the way, has clothed them, fed them, educated them, and provided for them, is to tear it down. It truly is a mental retardation issue. And I don't mean that disrespectfully to the mental deficient persons in America, to those with mental deficiencies. I'm talking about flat out moronic retards, rejects, functional idiots who think anarchy, violence, riots, looting, and all those other acts of cowardice in groups is the way to solve their problems. When they burn down the stores in their own neighborhoods, they leave widows, elderly black people, young mothers with children, and the truly disabled in those neighborhoods without anywhere to go to buy their groceries, to get their prescriptions, to see a doctor, to make any purchase in any retail establishment that the anarchist thug criminals have chosen to destroy. I said once and was told, shh, 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 don't say it, Steve. If you say it, they'll do it. But I once said, why would you burn down your own neighborhood? And I was warned, oh my God, don't say that. They might come burn down our neighborhoods. Well, it's happening, folks. And it's not just black criminal thugs that are doing this. Oh, no, no. There are rich, spoiled, brat, entitled white kids out there who have been indoctrinated by the very wealthy universities that have been educating them, indoctrinating them. They go out there with their Black Lives Matter masks and hats and shirts and cover their faces and do violent behavior on behalf of the Black Lives Matter movement, which is a corrupt organization, a terrorist organization, but that's a story for another day. But these spoiled, entitled, rich, little, white brats 
who are bored with their existence, who don't appreciate everything they have, including their so-called white privilege. Yes, those thugs are out there arm in arm with the anarchist terrorist organization Black Lives Matter, committing heinous acts of violence against innocent people, attacking folks eating at restaurants, driving down the streets in their cars. And when it's all gone, when the restaurants are all shut down and the grocery stores are all burned to the ground, the car dealerships have been looted and everything's gone, the convenience stores shut down because of fear of being robbed, where the hell is BLM going to get its groceries? Where the hell are these spoiled, rotten, little rich kids going to get their foie gras and their caviar and their sushi? If it's all burned down, these idiots have zero basic survival skills. They truly would not last a week without turning on each other and cannibalizing one another once all the restaurants and grocery stores are gone. But do they think that far? Oh, hell no. Because someone lied to them. Someone lied to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and told her, if we burn it all down, they will come back and rebuild it better and in our image, the way we want it done. Remember, most of these anarchist punk thugs have never picked up a screwdriver, a hammer, a nail, or a single tool in their whole miserable existence on this planet. Not one. And when it all finally does come crashing down and burning around them, those of us who are prepared, who have stocked up and supplied and armed ourselves for the eventuality of the, as my father-in-law has called it for decades, the great uprising that's coming, those of us who are prepared will have to do things like defend ourselves and our property. We'll have to shoot to kill if necessary. For we will have the resources we need to survive and as those thug, punk, radical leftists realize they have nothing, they're going to come for what we have. You have to ask yourself, am I mentally, emotionally, and physically prepared to do what I have to do when I am called upon to do it? When they're crashing down the gates of your private gated communities, because you have bottles of water and cans of chicken breast. They have nothing, and they will stop at nothing to take what you work so hard to have. It's like the old story of the ant and the grasshopper. I'm sure you've all heard it. And I'll remind you, and for those who haven't heard it, I'll tell you about it right after this. The Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It's like hearing what you are actually thinking. Only with a really cool DJ voice saying it. The hardworking ant works all summer long. 
digging tunnels, bringing in food, preparing its anthill for what it knows will be coming in the fall, a scarcity of food and water and very cold temperatures. So the ant works very hard all year preparing its home and stockpiling food for the harsh winter that is to come so the ant, along with its little ant buddies, can survive and thrive in the next spring. The grasshopper, meanwhile, plays all summer long. It gathers no food for the winter that is coming. It gathers no supplies, and it does not even build itself a decent home with which to live in the upcoming cold winter months. One day, winter comes, and the ant is cozily sitting in his anthill with enough food to last all winter long. The grasshopper stands outside and says, But but it's so cold, and I have nothing to eat. I need you to give to me. And the ant says you should have prepared better. So the grasshopper commits anarchy and violence and tears into the anthill and destroys it and takes what it wants. But there's not enough there for the ants and for the grasshopper, so they all die. The end. This is much the same story that's happening right now in America. Hard-working, tax-paying conservatives work diligently all year long. They scrimp and they save and they put away for a rainy day. And they stockpile and they prepare for an eventuality that may come. The grasshopper, the liberal anarchist terrorists like BLM and Antifa, they've played all summer. They've looted and destroyed even their own homes, their own food supplies. And now that winter is coming... They think that they are entitled to go and destroy that which the hard-working, tax-paying, conservative ants have worked so hard to save and to stockpile for. And they are, as of right now, getting away with it. One day, the ants will realize they do have a very much more potent bite than the grasshopper when they, the ants, band together en masse and attack in retaliation the grasshoppers who come to kill them and steal their food. For one day, after all the police are defunded, the ants will arm themselves and protect themselves and do what is necessary. And at that point, the grasshoppers will cry foul and they'll be calling for the police who no longer exist because they were defunded by their own actions, by their own doings, by their own sheer, utter stupidity. And that's my take on the ant and the grasshopper. Listening to the Truth Hurts program is the highlight of my day. Okay, it really is not, but that's what Steve Z told me to say. I am not oppressed because I am a computer.
I told all you wonderful folks early on in the COVID-19 crisis, you know, the Wuhan China novel coronavirus 2019, better known as COVID-19 or the Kung Fu Wuhan flu. I told you early on that it was being used as a political tool, a means to an end. I told you early on that the Democrats were using the virus to stoke hate and discontent against President Trump. They said that there was going to be a poor response by the president. And they said it so often that people actually started to believe it. But the president did respond. He did shut down travel from China and even from Europe. The president did respond and he invoked the Presidential Production Act to force companies to make ventilators, respirators, masks, and other PPE. Although those items were not needed, not nearly as much as the Democrats clamored for and begged for, much to the point where Andrew Cuomo, you know, the governor of New York, who sentenced tens of thousands of senior citizens to their deaths by forcing COVID-positive patients into nursing homes. Yeah, that governor, he begged, we need a million respirators and a million ventilators and we need blah, 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 blah. And it turns out he didn't need any of it. Hardly any of it, that is. Yes, that governor who was supposed to prepare for, plan for, and stock up for all of the necessary tools, supplies, and equipment to address this pandemic crisis in his state, failed to do so, and then called on the government, the federal government, for assistance. And when the federal government did respond quickly with more resources than that governor asked for, he had really nothing to bitch about. But he made up things to bitch about anyway. Donald Trump sent a massive Navy hospital ship to New York. Remember? Was not used. He sent federal resources to build temporary hospitals. They were not used. And yet, Governor Cuomo has the audacity to blame Trump for not doing enough. Anyhow, as I told you early on in the Truth Hurts program this year, the Democrats were going to use and weaponize this virus against Donald Trump. And they've been doing it for months and months and months. Trump's not moving fast enough to get a vaccine going. Well, Trump has vaccines going, and now they're saying, oh, he's moving too fast. We can't trust this vaccine. I told you early on that the vaccine might not have been ready before the November 3rd election. And they were going to weaponize it and use that against Trump. And then, miraculously, if gropey Joe Biden wins the election, they were going to pull that virus out of their magic hat, their magic bag of tricks, and say, See, Trump wanted you all to die and he wouldn't pull this vaccine out. But he knew this vaccine was available months ago, and he held it away from you. Joe Biden is releasing the vaccine, and everyone will be cured now. It is being used as a tool, as a weapon. And many sheeple are falling for this bullshit. Many sheeple are believing the lies, the rumors, and the innuendo. Many sheeple out there do not understand the nuances do not understand the Herculean task and the monumental accomplishment 
achieved by Donald Trump's administration in identifying this Wuhan, China novel coronavirus and working on not only a vaccine to prevent people from getting it, but a vaccine that helps people to immediately produce antibodies to keep them from getting it and to cure those who have it. They fail to appreciate, to recognize, to acknowledge, or to accept the fact that your president, Donald Trump, has responded more positively to this virus than any other president possibly could have. In addition, when the Democrats first saw the opportunity to shut everything down, they just knew the economy was going to completely, utterly, and totally crash around Donald Trump. Donald Trump, who, by the way, brought the highest economic numbers in decades, the lowest unemployment, the historically lowest unemployment for minorities in the history of the nation, record high returns of manufacturing jobs and manufacturing industries to the United States. Yeah, that president. And the morons on the left continued to say that Donald Trump's economy was going to crash and burn because of the Wuhan China Kung Fu flu. But the reality is hitting them in the balls right now like a red dodgeball in the middle of a gym floor. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is right about where it was at the height of Trump's highest employment and economic numbers. The S&P 500 is sitting well above the previous high numbers that Trump had accomplished. And the NASDAQ is more than 2,000 points above what it was before the Kung Fu flu crisis was thrust upon the American public. The Democrats do not have an answer for it. All they can do is pull out the old playbook and blame Trump for this, that, and the other, keep bringing up Russian hoax and the Stormy Daniels BS, the Ukraine nonsense, which Biden was actually guilty of doing, not Trump, and he actually admitted to it and bragged about it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> they fired the prosecutor, or I was going to withhold a billion dollars from him. You remember that. Yes, the Democrats have zero actual accomplishments to run on. Biden, in 47 years in the United States Senate, has zero positive accomplishments to run on. He voted against the Civil Rights Act. He uses race every chance he gets and has not contributed to the American economy one dollar in 47 years. In fact, he's taken a congressional salary for 47 years, a congressional salary that sits at $174,000 a year. And he has take, 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 taken that salary for 47 years. Donald Trump has been the president for just under four years and has not taken one red cent of his salary. 
He's required by law to accept it, but he donates it immediately. Can you say that, Gropey Joe? I didn't think so. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this Sunday edition of my rambling, ranting, and raving. The Truth Hurts program is produced at Studio 63, normally in the country, in association with Steve Knight Productions. Today it's being produced in the front seat of a 2003 Toyota pickup truck with 157,000 miles on it. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Sunday and look forward to speaking with you again on Monday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Thank you for listening. We hope that this presentation has enlightened you to the things that may have been hidden from you. This is where we bring darkness to light, turn fiction into reality, and exercise our First Amendment right to free speech. Here is where the double standard is exposed and displayed for all to see. We sincerely hope that we've helped you to open your eyes to what's going on in the real world. The Truth Hurts program is produced at Studio 63 in Bayou Country, in affiliation with Steve Knight Productions. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. No animals were harmed in the making of this program. It is fact. It is real. It is truth. And sometimes, the truth hurts. Thank you.